0: Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Pastor Duke podcast video version. I have a blessing for you today. We're going to take you to a podcast. uh, Pastor John, myself, and Walter Swaim from Houston, Texas, former missionary to Argentina, pastoring a bilingual church there. We're all podcasters. We've convened here in uh, John's uh, studio in East Greenbush, New York to talk about uh, the woes and pros of pastoring. And we have over 100 years of pastoral experience together, and I know it's going to be a blessing to you. So uh, without any further ado, we're going to uh, welcome our uh, audience, uh, Pastor Duke, to the three of us joining together to share 100 years of pastoral ministry together. So I hope it would be a blessing to you, and I'm very
1: confident it will be. So enjoy. Hello, and welcome to According to John. Today we have a special episode with uh, my friend, pastor, friend, uh, author, Do- doctor, doctor, uh, <laughs> podcaster, uh, Walter Swaim, and uh, my co-host. Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister, and I am your host, John Westfall. And I thought, hey, you know what? We have, between the three of us, almost 100 years of ministry under our belt. Mm. Of course, Duke with 99 of it, but <laughs> oh, if we were... Wow. <laughs> I used to love you, John.
2: <laughs> and that's the end of our broadcast, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I always ask your
1: wife why do I why do we love you so much? Oh my goodness. That is so funny. There's a little bit of
0: truth to that though. Yeah, (laughs) I I
1: will I will tell you this. The majority of the ninety nine years Right there. <laughs> oh,
2: He just digs, digs it in deeper. Both
1: know? of these guys, I just came on the scene. I'm 29, <laughs> been in a, ministry for two years. I'm just, <laughs> just a gentle little this puppy. The pup. And the pup and the old dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that is so funny! Hey guys, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we're going to discuss uh, some very interesting things in ministry that might help the layperson and hopefully help the pastors uh, that listen to this. Because you know, obviously, everything we do, we wanted, we want it to be beneficial, mm-hmm. and so we've talked about um, uh, people that we don't like. And no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, just ministry and. Um, we're going to talk about some of the woes and we're going to talk about some of the pros and, uh, and yeah, maybe it'll help you out and, uh, maybe it'll help the pastor out as well. So let's go to the Lord in prayer
2: and we'll get started. Walter, if you would open us in English, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Our father, it's so good to be together like this. And we thank you for this ministry opportunity that you're given, uh, Lord, there's maybe someone out there in ministry who is uh, really struggling and this may be of encouragement to them. Uh, We pray that you've guided us to this moment for a reason. And so may the words be yours. Uh, Father, we pray for those that are listening that aren't maybe in ministry, but they're very curious to understand that side better of things and uh, that we would be a help and that you would work through us to be the help. Uh, for either of them and encouragement and instruction. And we uh, just simply ask for your Holy Spirit's wisdom and Jesus name.
1: Amen. Amen. Okay. So if you're watching on video, you'll notice that I am much smaller than these guys and it's because I don't eat as much. Um so no, it's the way the camera's set up to get all three of us in, we had to change the the studio around a little bit and uh and it works, man. And I'm excited for it because we're all in and this is this is going to be good. I've always wanted to be a big man and now today's my day. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Dude, I I, I look like this is I, the one with the small head. I, <laughs> I look. I keep trying to go. Can I get in here just a little bit? But I can't. So it's a high chair. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so what we thought is, hey, you know what? We have all this ministry experience. Why not put it to work? Put it to good use. And we're going to talk about some things that uh, have rattled our ministry and some things that have strengthened our ministry. And um, I know, like for me, uh, I remember when I first came to New York to start a church, and I was probably two years in, not not quite two years, and I thought I was going to die. I was running out of material to preach. <laughs> mm. <laughs> right? It's like, how do you preach? How do you preach? And, and I couldn't do it. I was spending, uh, literally, I was spending the first five days of my week trying to come up with something to preach on sunday and then the sixth day to study it out and then sunday preach it and then i'd be exhausted on monday because it just wore me out and it's every week and i ended up getting a phone call from mike haley you guys know mike haley right i just
2: talked to him last week myself yeah
1: Yeah, hallmark and um he calls me up out of the blue of course I say out of the blue, but it was led by God. God was like, uh, Hey, call, call this dude in New York. Cause he's dying. Mm. And of course, you know, Mike knew me. And so he calls me up and he says, uh, Hey John, I, I want you to come to Texas. And I went, I can't afford it. And he was like, no, I'm covering everything. I just want you to come to Texas. I want you to speak. And also I have a, uh, a bunch of pastors coming in. Oh, wow. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll come. I mean, what else am I going to do? I'm dying in New York. So I thought, okay, I'll go to, go to Texas. I get there, and you guys know Johnny Hunt, Woodstock, yes. Georgia? I'm yeah. actually going to call him. So. Did you say Woodstock,
0: man? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love you, man. I love you
1: again. Immediately, <laughs> yeah, immediately Duke's like, oh, yeah, yeah I
2: got it. <laughs> um,
1: That's so funny. And so, so Johnny Hunt's there. now. Great preacher. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. He's yeah. awesome, right? Yeah. There were other pastors there. Uh, I remember an, um, another pastor, he's deaf and he's in U- Ubis Church or first, first Church of something. I can't remember it, but he's deaf now. He lost his hearing. Oh, and wow. he gives, and it's a big church in, in Texas. Ulysses? Ulysses. Ulysses, yeah, another yeah, town. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he gives us all this illustration on uh, how we need to give illustrations when we preach. So they grab hold of it better. I'm not as creative as him. I'm thinking, I just want the sermon for next week. Yeah. <laughs> Forget the give illustrations. Me yeah, give me, give me an outline, yeah, right? I can fill it in. <clears throat> and he, so Johnny Hunt gets up there and he's preaching, right? And remember, this is a pastor's conference. And, he, and all I remember him saying, literally, I, I don't know of anything else anybody else said that year. Now, mind you, this is going back 15 years ago. Mm. And he said, and for those pastors who don't know what to preach next Sunday, I went.
2: (laughs) 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 That might not be good. Put your hand down. (laughs) Yeah, right. He
1: goes, he said, uh, I'll tell you what to preach. The next verse. That's what you preach the next Sunday. The next verse. There you go. Yeah revolutionized changed everything my it actually saved my ministry. I was I was ready to I was dying. Yeah. I was mentally dying, physically dying, spiritually dying because of the struggle to what do you preach next week. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a creative guy. Yeah, me neither. So I go home, fly back here to New York, and I told Sherry, I go, I'm gonna be okay. Like, cause I was dying. Like, I mean, it was killing me. And I go, I'm going to be okay. She goes, what are you talking about? I go, I know what to preach next week. Mm -hmm. And she goes, what? That's good. That's good. (laughs) I said, the next verse Mm -hmm. saved my ministry. And he doesn't even know it uh, unless he listens to the podcast, but I need to reach out. I'm going to call him. As a matter of fact, I'm going to call him.
2: him. No, I'm going to
1: call him. Dude, answer your phone. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> it's me, the little guy up here in New York. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the the little guy. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna call him and let him know he he saved my ministry. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. That that is so huge. So, wow. Ever since then, I start in a book, and I preach through the book verse by verse, literally verse by verse. One day, I had you preach through the whole book in one sermon.
2: You did. Fuck killed you. <laughs> oh wow. How many hours was
0: it? Yeah, <laughs> no, he did it in an hour. It, yeah, he gave he me did an a hour. Great job! Wow, I just want to do an outline. Was it First Peter? First Peter. Yeah, wow, he had five chapters, and yeah. he was sweating
1: bullets. Yeah. He, he nailed it. It was awesome. And so but I give him, it. I give him the outline, and he goes, oh, "Just so you know, I'm going to use this to teach through it now." I'm oh, like, yeah, wow. I don't, yeah. You sucked me in for that. Yeah. You could have just asked me. No, um, it was do kind you do of the funny. work. I'll take the credit. Yeah, <laughs> That's the way I roll. Right. So so. What I do now, and and pastors, listen, if you're listening, uh, maybe this will help you. So I start in a book, say First Peter. That's where we're at right mm-hmm. now. I preach through, I, I preach the next verse every Sunday unless it's a holiday. And then I'll preach, you know, like if it's Easter, obviously we do that. Mm-hmm. November, I get out of it because, um, well, September, I do um, this relationship. Mm-hmm. All about relationships. Uh, October is, uh, so the end of, yeah, September and October is all about relationships because that's where the summer's over and they got family's got to come back and learn how to live together, yeah. right? Right, right. November is, is uh, stewardship month. Mm-hmm. The whole month I talk about, I want your money. And then <laughs> uh, December is all about Jesus. So each week I preach about something about Jesus specifically. Right. The whole the whole month mm-hmm. and then of course at christmas time it culminates to to his birth mm-hmm. and then come january coming out of the gate
2: next verse next verse you take a vacation oh no yeah Sorry. yeah right next verse <laughs> so yeah, so usually
1: good. january 1st i'll do a um like a dare to uh dare to dream yeah something like that an encouraging one sure. yeah, yeah and then the next it's reset th- man let's go for it right correct the wrongs and launch out and then after yeah. that the next verse Mm. that's that's what i do every year and man god has blessed it and i stay on track mm-hmm. so so that's my wow. that's that was my pro for ministry what's your pro give me a pro man the pro oh wow you, you said or do i need me. to run over to a <laughs> yeah, dude yeah, run over, dude, me, threw me off. dude yeah, I've got what so were you for, in my head. okay give him a con what do you want what's that what give it give a whoa a pro or a whoa what do you want
2: oh wow like an experience like that yeah 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 which one are you going for yeah, go with him. Let me yeah. think on that for a second. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh, you problem. caught me off guard. Wait, I was so enthralled with what you were saying, I totally <laughs> forgot.
1: So we we discussed this at lunch. Just so you know, Walter should have been
2: prepared. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much, though. Duke Meister, what do you uh, the, got? The pro hmm.
0: for me goes back to Bible college days. Uh-huh. God called me. and I didn't really know what it meant to be called into ministry, but there's a fire burning in my heart. Dr. W.E. Dowell, president of our college at that time, had us for a class. He'd been in ministry about 50 years, and he said, Remember, when you preach, you stand between the living and the dead with the message of life. Mm-hmm. I will never forget that.
1: Isn't it amazing, the little things that just capture you? Yeah. Yeah just like that little, you know, the next
0: verse that I've heard you mention that over and over again, it just clarified, it focused. And for me, it's an honor to preach the word of God. If it's in, you know, in, in the jail with three women from the women's pod, uh, that's okay. I'm standing between the living and the dead of the message of life. That is overwhelming to me. The other mm-hmm. pro now, you know, I'm 44 years into this thing, mm-hmm. uh, pastoring. I, preached five years prior to that so i'm i'm reaching near 50 years of
1: preaching i told you he was when carry <laughs> <laughs>
0: carrying my fair share of this load over here but i look back and i have in the back of my bible 63 names of people who sat in our ministry for a while and then they couldn't stay here any longer Because there was such a fire burning in their heart. They had to go. They had to go out Mm -hmm. and do their ministry. And I I was praying for (laughs) a hundred. I was praying for a hundred, but there's 63 people that we poured into that are out there pouring into others. And so... Wow, I, I never dreamed of that. You know, you get caught up day by day and you got to go here and visit the hospital and line up this. Oh, I forgot to do that. And these people are going to be men. I got to and, uh, and this study out. You know, in my day, I was preaching Sunday morning, Sunday school. I was teaching, preaching a second service, Sunday night service, Wednesday night service. Oh, yeah.
1: wait! in a day, you were dying in services, man.
0: And like it, literally,
1: it was all the time. That I was, I was so, going, oh, yeah, yeah, I was so stretched, thing. so
0: stretched, and I loved it. I was. This is not a complaint. This is just a reality. This you is know. your pro, yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. and you, you wonder sometimes, am I up to this? Is is anything really happening? And then you know, now I'm at the stage. You know, young men dream, old men reflect. <laughs> but may, <laughs> but may my reflections throw gasoline on the sparks of the younger men. Amen. And you're the younger man, Johnny. Yeah.
1: yeah, well, you know, so think about this. You have 50 years ministry, right? Yeah, okay. almost. Almost 50. I have, uh, so what is 90, uh, 90, uh, so I got saved in 94, started serving, teaching Sunday school in 95, 96. So we'll say 96. No, it was 95. So, I've been in ministry since 95, filling pulpits.
2: We're up to 77 now.
1: So, 77. And then, how many years have you been in ministry?
2: Uh, so if you're counting full time, uh, but before then, I was uh, taught in a college or career class and in my church, my whole you church. You were ministry. Ministry. Yeah, yeah, so, ministering? Yeah, okay, so, so, starting with that? Starting from the
1: time you started let's teaching say others.
2: Roughly since about 1984. 84. Yeah. Let's say. So, that's 38 years. Yeah. 30. Wow. 30, yeah, 38
1: years. So we're way past 100. Way past 100. Wow. A lot of that's my fault. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for carrying us. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, you think about that, right? We're talking years of experience. Mm-hmm. And we have pros and woes that we remember that yeah. have changed our lives. And you just, you just went back 40 years, man. 44. 44 years.
0: But that's the kind of bringing those two together. I'm a big gardener and homesteader and all that. You don't judge a garden by the weeds that you pluck out. Mm. You judge a garden by the fruit that's produced. Amen. And along the way, Mm -hmm. when we talk about the woes, the woes are people woes. People like Paul poured into Demas, and Demas, Demas forsook, Saff, him. forsook him. Yeah, for and the world. John Mark, he believed in John Mark, and then he copped out on the first missionary
1: journey, broke his heart. Yeah. That, not much. The Holy Spirit just said he yeah. departed. He didn't give yeah, any details. But, just, yeah. He's gone. But Paul was blowing up John Mark with Barnabas. Now you take that sap sucker. Yeah. I don't. Want Several letters <laughs> later, oh bring him God. to me because he's profitable for ministry. Then, then he, he yeah, like, then he's like, bring him to the, me. The recovery. Yeah. So I think
0: we would share in our pastoral uh, ministry burden it's it's people broken heartedness yeah. you pour into people hoping that you know when i plant uh when i plant seeds i'm i'm i want a hundredfold you know right. jesus said 30 60 100 fold well in reality their seeds never germinate and uh, they they don't grow anything there's some that are choked out that whole thing
1: well you know you bring up a great point we're in ministry not for numbers like, I mean, numbers take care of themselves. You know, people, a lot of times people are like, oh yeah, you know, all you care about is numbers. Or all you care about is growing your own kingdom. It's like, no, no. I'm trying to build God's kingdom. Numbers take care of themselves. But if I go after people, get the fruit. I just want, I just want people saved. That's like, that's my goal. I want them saved. I want them to grow. I want them mm-hmm. to mature. And then I want them to take someone else through the process, discipleship.
2: Yeah.
1: And when, when they fall out on us, or quit on us or turn on us, dude, that is, those are real daggers. It never stops hurting. It doesn't. It and does that's, not. That's because we have a pastor's heart. Yeah. This isn't a
0: mechanical thing that we do Right. Uh, so that everybody will love us. That You know, parenting, you have to discipline your children. Pastoring, you have to uh, teach, preach. Uh, it's a process. Con- confront, rebuke, exhort right. with all long-suffering and doctrine. We're living in an age where a lot of people just don't want that. They want to, Get their ears tickled. And John, you're, yeah. you're, you're not a very good ear tickler. I, I stink
2: <laughs> at tickling ears. You
1: box your ears. I do. <laughs> and sometimes slap bugs. Yeah. All right, all right, Walter, a pro or a
2: woe? A uh, pro. Okay. Um, I think one of the things, and it came about the time we were going through a lot emotionally, spiritually. We had been in Argentina as missionaries for a number of years. We were back in my home church for a, a little while here. Uh, around the year 2000, and my pastor had gone through, uh, Bud McCord, uh, had gone through kind of a uh, renewing of his walk with the Lord, and based on John chapter 15, where Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me, and you will bear fruit. And the, the key point being this, it wasn't in a catchy phrase per se, but uh, was that Jesus is returning to understand that Jesus is the source of source and that everything that you have, you have everything you need, all resources to live the Christian life in Jesus who is in you. Amen. Okay. And so you say, okay, but what's that got to do with um, ministry per se? Because I think part of my spiritual exhaustion uh, and I still have to be careful of it and, and keep it in mind is that when no, when folks come to church and they hear preaching or teaching yes you're feeding the sheep but it's not it's not that I am supposed to be the supplier of their Christian walk the resources they need of the Christian walk I am there to point them back to Jesus, who who is is the resource. resource. Otherwise, I get exhausted thinking, okay, they're not going to grow unless I do this. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, you know what I'm saying? In other words, it's all dependent on me. And so I feel like I've got to keep up, produce more and and to make them fruitful. No, in
1: reality, we're the branches.
2: He is the vine. And my job is to point them back to the vine. And, uh, the boy that takes a load of pressure off and, uh, and just and, and helps you to really refocus on him uh, rather than thinking that you're you're right. the Jesus they'll ever need. Right. Now. Right. You see what I'm saying. And that can drive you into <clears throat> spiritual and mental and emotional exhaustion when, in fact, that's not what we are as ministers of the gospel and pastors and missionaries. Uh, you know, we're there to take them to Jesus, Amen. as the phrase used to be, and leave them there. Right. Yeah. Our, our job is just. to to help
1: raise them up like we would a a child of our own or to go from infant to two year old, to three to four to five to adult changing. Right. Yeah. One of the cool things about connecting point church is, uh, and I get this constantly and, and I'm I'm pleased that this, I say this in humility because, Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I know it's only of God, but one of the biggest things that we get all the time is, Man, I've learned so much since I've been coming to this church. I've been—I had one lady. She came up to me here uh, a few months ago, and she said, "I am so frustrated." And I went, "Why?" She goes, "I feel cheated." And I went, "Why?" <laughs> you
2: know, like, like I'm waiting. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting. Where I run for the door, right?
1: And she said, "I went to the other church twenty-seven years, and I've learned more in one year here." then I have 27 at the other church. Wow. And we get that all the time. And honestly, I think it's a result of the next verse. Mm-hmm. And in Sunday school, the next verse, and on Wednesday nights, the next verse. Right. And you just keep pouring the scripture into That's it. Yeah.
2: Cuz that's all we're called to do. Take him to Jesus and leave him there. That's yeah, it. That's it. That yeah. is awesome. To the word, yeah. Yeah. All right, I give got me another quick pro. Yeah, give me a pro. Another just one more real quick. It kind of goes with what you were talking about before. Yeah. Uh, I remember when we were standing on our my home church's platform, uh deacons trustees around us and literally every one of those men had, had an impact on my life since I was a boy growing up in the church and he made this statement, it never left me. And I, I passed this on to other missionaries and pastors as well. He said, remember you are being sent by God, uh, to do this task in order to build, not to build buildings, but to build people. Amen. And uh, never never get lost on why you're here. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't to try to, do all those things those things are a, a means to an end which is to build people mm-hmm. you know not an end in themselves yeah if anyway. we
1: ever if we ever forget that this, our whole ministry is to build people we might as well step out of the ministry because yeah. we lost it yeah yeah we have we're, we're way way off track all right give me give me a whoa duke a whoa for me a ministry whoa is...
0: that's what we're looking for I came in naive, which I think most of us do. And God gave me a a genuine pastor's heart. People always said that about me. It's, it's Jesus heart in me. I I pour myself uh, into people Mm -hmm. and I love to be loved. Right. And I know what it is to love unconditionally. I know what it is to meet people where they are. I know what it is to give people a bite at a time. You know, Jesus said, I have many things for you to know, but you can't bear it yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm an exhorter. I'm able to meet people where they are and give them a bite. And I always, and, and, and a whole bunch of people through the years have responded. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, thank you, Pastor. You were there for me. Thank you. You taught, taught me. got me so grounded. And, and I love it. But then there's people who, who stop. and They don't take the medicine. And then they accuse me.
1: <laughs> of being a lousy pastor, <laughs> <And> I know. rips my heart out.
0: And I remember having my heart. Just, well,
1: especially because, like you said, you love to be loved. You love, and you just want that reciprocated. I want it back. Yeah.
0: I want it back. And yeah. I'm a hugger and not a fighter. So we were going through our first little church split. We had a f- families, so like four families. They're all interrelated, a strong business. And they were more on the the lower economic side of things, and we're in a kind of a – middle to higher. Right. Yeah. You're you're in a
1: more upscale neighborhood. Yeah, we're
0: in an upscale yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, he's and a snob. <laughs> so we had <laughs> oh
2: ouch. and once again but, that but ends yeah, our transmission yeah, for today, yeah. ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> but so this I, I don't know. I'm just I'm like 25, 26 years old just getting right. started. I don't yeah. know all about this okay. social economic stuff. Yeah, I just yeah, love yeah, Jesus. Yeah. I love people. Yeah. He's not really a snob. I'm just <laughs> busting his <chops>. So uh <laughs> I remember this, this people started to turn away from me and accused me and and they got in my face and they said we're not getting fed around here anymore I hate Uh, that I was like I was just dying I was so ashamed and so broken and hurt and am I should I continue being a pastor I I was really low and we had this man in our church Carl Trowbridge, who was I know Carl
1: yeah Uh, yeah, Carl
0: was like great guy a, a man among men just quiet didn't say much rock solid just saw him this past uh, winter in florida went to see him he's 87 and mm. and he's 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 going to be with the lord soon he's completely deaf and almost blind it's so sad but he loves god he loves me so he overheard these people say i'm not getting fed and carl's like this giant among us he just kind of walked up alongside me and goes I'm getting fed just fine. Yes, the wind is back in my <laughs> yeah. sail. Right, you know I, I, ha, I, you know God does use me, and so you know I, I, sh, we shouldn't in ministry take it personally.
1: Yeah, but most of us kind of do. Yeah, and we, I, yeah, we can. I, I don't want to be calloused, but right. on the
0: other hand, I don't want to get my
1: guts ripped out yeah. every day. I tell people yeah. when they're like, "I'm not getting fed," I go, "Well, when you decide to leave the living room and go to the kitchen where the food is, you'll get fed."
2: <laughs> yeah, We're the kitchen. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say, right? Yeah. All right. Pro or woe. Okay. Uh this one is actually pretty fairly recent within last four years or so. It was I was preaching Pro uh, or Woe. Whoa. 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 Oh, sorry. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> and uh, thank you for the reminder. Yeah, so, just just so we know. <laughs> I I'm guessing it wouldn't take us long to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but it's extremely humbling and it's something I really do have to watch carefully for. And uh, there is the scripture where um, uh, where Jesus had walked on water, got into the boat with the the men, and Mark makes an editorial remark uh, in his gospel where uh, is it in uh, Matthew? I should have looked it up ahead of time. You should have told me. Yeah, I did. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, I. Uh, uh, it's in the bible folks. it's in the bible right? it's in the bible it's, the bible, it's, right? the bible. it's, it's either matthew uh, or maybe luke where matthew mark luke john it's <laughs> only four to yeah, jesus take, <laughs> right <laughs> take your time Walt. um so they love me they really do yes um, yes and so it just, when
1: you come on to according to John and you're a friend and we love you, you're, you're going to get some abuse. That's true. It's just, we, it love, you. we yeah. love you, but we have no credibility. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. yeah, dude, look, you got off the plane with abuse. Do you think it's going to be, a, I'm going to drop you back off at the airport with abuse. <laughs> no,
2: please don't. I'll do anything. Oh, so, Anyway. Mark, so it yeah. talks about that, the other gospels, but what Mark adds And we understand from church history that Mark wrote for Peter, you know, when he wrote his gospel. But nevertheless, he adds, he said that when they were in the boat, they still were upset about what happened with the feeding of the 5,000 before. You say, what's your point about that? The Lord really hit me with this. Let me give you an example, a real life example of where it really hit me, putting that into practice in my life. And here's the principle had a lady that had been coming to our church and she had, uh, I didn't realize at the time, but she had dealt with alcoholism for a long time. Her husband wasn't coming to church yet, but we had a special, um, uh, you know, dinner on the grounds type thing, uh, one Sunday. And, uh, she had been coming now for a while and her daughter got saved, we baptized her. And, um, and so, but, even while that meal was there and all my mind was stuck and upset on those that weren't there that should have been mm. oh, that day. Man. okay you, you know what's guilty, coming. guilty. you know what's, you know what's coming <laughs> and so here her husband happens to walk in and he goes come can I talk to you and your wife privately please for a minute and I'm like oh here yeah here it comes brace yourself and I was still a upset not at him but at the other things that were you know, anyway. So (laughs) he comes in, he says, look, I just wanted to let you know that my wife has changed since she has been here. Amen. And there's something different. And I said, I think I know what it is. And I think you know what it is. And why don't we talk about that? You know? And he said, well, you know, and it was a few months yet before he, he let me, I led him to the Lord. But my point was, is, and then it hit me, Lord, you know, Lord's like, you remember that part, verse in Mark, Walt? In other words, here's the principle I'm getting across. I spend so much time uh, being angry mm. about the things and the people that should have been doing what they're doing and the things that should have been happening instead of thanking God and praising God for the great things that are right in front of me. Amen. Brother, I will tell you this, you're not the only one. Sometimes I have to still press on that very hard. It's like, you know, having a wound there and the Lord just kind of pushes on it. Remember this? Mm -hmm. You need to stay with me on this and uh, remember what was written there. And uh, the disciples were still... Upset because, you know, Jesus was pretty snarky with them over that. We, oh, we yeah. The feeding the yeah. 5,000 yeah. because they were, well, we were going to get the food for it. Well, why don't you pay for it? Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> right. and, and Jesus just said, all right, just, just step aside. Just, up, just count the men. And get and, Let me do this. Yeah. yeah. And they were still upset about that. Now it says they also eventually were amazed and glorified him in the boat. Mm-hmm. But there was a moment there where they were at first, they just had Jesus walk into the boat from the water. And they're just, you know, they're still ticked off at what happened back there. Uh, and, and I thought, well, there I am. That's, that's a me. great you know, pastoral lesson. And Jesus wants yeah. me to be glorifying and praising him instead. For what you for have. For what I do have yeah. instead of what I do not have. Because the reality is
1: we always have way more than what we don't have. Yeah. Well, Johnny, I
0: have one that's both yeah. a woe and a pro. Okay. They, they kind of joined together. I've had experience in my own walk and also in my church where – there was clearly a door slammed shut in my face. And I don't like closed doors. <laughs> I like open doors. Yeah, And Damn. God, and then when the door closes, I'm like, what's wrong? God, I'm <laughs> going
1: to open this door for you. <laughs> Go ahead. A- and,
0: yeah. and, um, and then you'll get angry. I remember a girl that I loved uh, dumped me and married another guy. And I was kind of mad at God for about four years. And then I met... Ooh. I met Miss Joellen, oh my. And then all of a sudden, he was all went away. Jesus. And then he forgot all about that, what <laughs> yeah. girl? Yeah. What uh, I did what I did, right? Yeah. Or, I've had that yeah. same experience. Uh, I thought it was going to be a missionary to England, and the door slammed shut for that. I had already raised 80% of my support. I had things lined up. A flat apartment in, in uh, North London is all ready to go, and slammed wow. it shut. But if that door had not have slammed shut, there'd be a whole bunch of New Yorkers that, didn't find Jesus. And I wouldn't know you guys. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so God closed that door, but it was a blessing. And then I remember early in our ministry, we're about two years in, and there was this little, it was an old 1832 built Methodist church building. And I think it was renovated uh, in like 1885. (laughs) And it was tiny and just, and we could buy it. The guy was going to sell it to us. He'd been using it as an antique shop. And he was going to take $5,000 down and um, we were going to pay him the rest. And for $50,000, it was, it was about what it was worth. I suppose there's a little carriage house where they used to park the horses. We were going to renovate wow. that into a little apartment and, and, the and uh, so I got, it was supposed to be at the, at nine o'clock at the attorney's and uh, he called me at 8:15 and said i need 10,000 up front so I got like 45 minutes to come up with $10,000 or 5 more $5,000 more.
1: Yeah.
0: I said deal off. I I can't do that. Yeah. yeah. And I was heartbroken and I had to go tell my congregation, "Oh, well, you know, the deal fell through and and they, you know, they're all baby Christians. So my home pastor came up like the like right like the next week and to speak he saw that little building that we were going to buy. He was thrilled that God shut that door. And he just looked at me, put his hand on my shoulder. He says, Duke, your God is way, way bigger, bigger
1: than, than that. that. Oh, wow! And it yeah. turns
0: out he was right. Uh, 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 yeah. Just soon after that, we bought land and the God opened up the door and our ministry really took off. So I've learned that closed doors, whoa, might not really be a wall. It might be a huge blessing. Um, yeah. So I try not to get mad at God very often.
1: There you go. I um one of the big pros in my ministry was starting out my home pastor uh, we called him preacher Larry Upchurch. He's uh, went to be with the Lord about 3 years ago. And he said, "Hey John, listen." He said um, normally I would tell anyone that's going to start a church that mm-hmm. you need to intern for a couple of years. You need to watch you come here and intern." I said, preacher god's calling me to new york i gotta go to new york and i hadn't interned anywhere or nothing i'm just like i'm just i'm wide open right god said go i was like okay let's go and he said um he said john if there's anyone that'll be successful at this and that can that can make it it'll be you and i thought man that's like my biggest cheerleader you know what i'm saying? And and then, yeah. and then he, said, he said, John, I'm just going to give you one word of advice. Of course, over the years, he gave me more, but he said, <laughs> I'll give you one word of advice. He said, um, don't look to your people for leadership. Give them leadership. Mm. Don't look to your people for leadership. Give them leadership. And wow. And with that, I went, okay. That's, um, because God called me to be the shepherd and to lead the people. Mm-hmm. Where am I going to lead them to? Obviously, I'm going to lead them to Jesus. I'm going to teach them how to survive in the world with the gospel and to be brave with the gospel. Like, I'm going to lead them in the charge. That's what I'm leading them in. And so one of the biggest things that preacher ever did was encourage me, saying, if anyone will make it, John, it'll be you. But you don't look to your people for leadership. You give them leadership. You provide it. Yeah. And it just, like, that was, that just put me on, that just put me out in front. You know, not in an arrogant way. Just put me out front to go, okay, I know, I know what I got to do. And then he said this statement. And he said, because I went and saw him one day a few years later, and uh, I was having some struggles with, with some uh, problem children. And, um, and he said, and Southern, you know, he's Southern. He goes, Brother John. As long as they're kicking you in the rear, you know you're up front. <laughs> so you didn't feel called to lead from behind, huh? No. Yeah. And I went, okay, I'm leading. <laughs> if they're kicking me in the rear, I'm leading. Yeah. And, and wow. yeah, it's just little things like that, man, those little nuggets cause you to just keep anchoring in a little bit deeper and holding on a little bit tighter yeah people want to be in control in in
0: marriages there's power struggles in marriages Mm -hmm. power struggles among siblings people want to be in control the same thing happens in churches yeah and a lot of pastors i i I don't want to be a pastoral dictator but i want to be a leader you got to be a leader and um, you have to be a leader and you have to earn that with people and uh, a long track record of faithfulness and fruitfulness and didn't get a lot of major pushback through the years, uh, but we, we, and <laughs> people set me down. And one guy had become a deacon. Um, <laughs> have a process where. We- Everybody in the church that's faithful puts in a nomination. We'd go to the nominees, the top three nominees. Mm-hmm. Hey, you've been nominated, you'd be willing to serve here. And these were always great people. Right. And and that one year uh, Larry DeNovo said, No, I'm gonna go out and start a church. And another guy, Dave Bernard, these are giants among us if for our temple family. Dave's like, I've only been here a year. He was super qualified. I just I just I'll just teach the class. I don't need to be a deacon. And another, uh, the other one, Carl Trowbridge, said, I, I've got to go to spend almost the whole year uh, in training for my work out in Oklahoma. So there was another man, I won't call his name, but he had two nominations, himself and his wife, and he became the deacon. And he'd been a deacon for like one week. He sat me down in my office on a Wednesday night after service and said, I don't trust a thing you do. I don't believe a thing you say. If God
1: it's has sent me here to watch you. Yes, wow. you've heard the story. <laughs> I'm in the charge here. And yeah. uh, I just sat Not back. the story, lived it. No, yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. And I'm thinking, oh boy, it is a three year term. This is going to be interesting. Yes. And I'm thinking, man, I, it, it, his kids babysat for us. And his wife babysat for uh, our little guy, and they were delightful children to this day. His kids will take a bullet for me, and, I, and they're great kids. And they serve the Lord all of but,
1: them. But dad. But dad. I'm like, yeah. dude, what what I up know. with that? What you know? isn't, isn't it crazy, though, how they're great until they have a little authority, and then all of a sudden the real comes out of them? Yeah. I, was, I was going,
0: guys, come I, on. I was had been bivocational for five years, taking almost nothing from the church. And now I was full time and just barely getting by financially, and God was doing miracles and building buildings. We had almost no debt, and I'm like, oh, "What's up with that?" <laughs> and
1: I, I don't. Now, now you got to remember too. You established up front Duke loves to be loved. Yeah, so that was hard for me. So yeah. now this is yeah, it's a blow because you're like, wait a minute, I got a guy that doesn't love me. And so it's every, not even an arrogant thing; it's just. What did I do wrong? Everything yeah. inside of me. Why would you just, even say something like yeah, that to right. me, you know. I just, everything inside of me, I just want to rip his face
0: off. But the Holy <laughs> Spirit was there <laughs> okay. and I, I, I was probably lying, but I thanked him for holding me accountable. And I said, I hope that the 125 other people in the church will hold me accountable because I, I need to be accountable before God and you, so I, mm. I welcome the extra accountability. Right? He was shocked. He was expecting me to attack him, and yeah. I just thanked him. Yeah. And I, it was funny. Uh, it's
1: this, amazing what you actually do when you're put in the spot. How much grace God gives you, yeah. yeah. If well, you're open to it. If now you're that, open, yeah. Here's here's there. here's the uh, the joy from that. Uh,
0: the first year was fine. The second year started getting nervous. The third year. Got real ugly. I won't go into any of those details. So he, he wound up leaving our church. about about a year and a half after that, he said, I need to take you out for lunch. Went out, and he just humbled himself.
1: And apologized. He said, what That's an awful.
0: idiot I was. Why yeah. did I attack you? God had used you to start with nothing. You were taking almost no money from the church. Uh, you were underpaid and overworked. And uh, he said, you blessed my family and my children and my wife. And I was a child. And I was an idiot. And (laughs) it took a real big man to to step up to that. And and I think we have to resolve in our heart that we do what we do as unto the Lord. And if that love comes back, praise the Lord. But don't expect it. Because if you expect it and don't get it, you're a train wreck.
1: And that also goes back to don't look to your people for leadership, give them yeah, leadership. It's, it's so, the same it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah, so when you know you're doing right and then someone's coming in like that, you're just like, "Okay, okay, we'll just keep you in check too, you know?" And then yeah. and we move on because the the truth is and this is what preacher would always say constantly. Uh anything with two heads is a monster and anything with no head is dead. <laughs> Now, think about that. Anything with two heads is a monster, and anything with no head is dead. And he had so, to be a Southern. Only Southerners can think of those. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. And so he's like, lead your people. What did he do? He called Moses. Lead your people. Mm-hmm right? Lead yeah. the people. He, he didn't call, uh, he's like, okay, I'll give you Aaron, but you're the leader because when they went against Moses, God punished them too. Miriam, right? went against Moses. And, and so, uh, God, listen, God says, lead the people. You're the leader, lead the people. And, but you gotta, you gotta be right with God to lead the people. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. you gotta be right. Yeah. All right. Pro or woe. Oh, another one. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. We got, we got a few minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> give me, give me. Okay. So, um, the worst person that ever came in your church, no names, just just what they did. And if you need a moment to think about oh, it, oh, I know exactly. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that one. I, did, I got yeah, one, yeah, got right. to That one pretty that, quick. I, didn't I? I already yeah. did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not hard to
2: hard to figure out. Yeah, we uh, we had a, a church in in Florida that we'd started from the ground up, and uh, well, along the way. Um, a friend of mine had started a church, uh, a bilingual church as well. Anyway, long story short, they merged with us, and so we went into the storefront that they had. But our church provided a lot of leadership. But he had a, uh, he had three or four guys that were really good, and uh, we all got along really well. And uh, and we had prepared things ahead of time for a few months before we just didn't slam it together. So. It happened along the way. Uh, eventually, we were leaving that facility to go to another one in a nearby town because we had to, needed more space. We were growing. And we were having two services, English and Spanish. And uh, we were looking at a space. We got in there. And then we had another church, which was another friend of mine, who had, had a very small group of people. Uh, and they also became a part of our membership and uh but he and i had gone way back and he had ministry experience he was an mk and so lo and behold out of all this i didn't realize at the beginning for quite a while but he this other guy that was from the previous church merge who i had really helped to be available and open he ended up leading the adult bible study class i i gave it to him he was a great teacher of the word he was in part of the leader overall leadership of the church the lay leadership of the church uh i think as a trustee if i remember right anyway so all these things and and we had worked in tandem but he had been a kingmaker before if you know what i mean by that mm-hmm. okay but i guess he just kind of went dormant for a while and then all of a sudden he decided he needed to be king and not that i was <laughs> a king I, i'm just using the language no, no, I got you to. know what yeah, i mean yeah. so okay. he's and so he had had secret meetings in homes and eventually basically. Don't you love those that have you know, the secret meetings at home? The secret meeting.
0: I just have some concerns.
1: Yeah. And it was. Bless
2: their heart. Yeah. And so he. Uh, uh, so it, uh, when we finally were formally voting in that last group to be a part of it, and I was really uh, genuinely, I told him already uh, and the rest of the church, I said, if the majority of the church feels. That this is not the right move i really am fine with that and i was Mm -hmm. even though he was my friend i really was because i knew you know there's a whole lot of luggage that come baggage that comes with that too uh i told him i said sincerely if this turns out to be no by majority then uh, that's okay with me you know well they came in and for whatever reason they came in we had the vote they voted yes then got up and walked out the door and he split my church, and uh, not my church, he split the Lord's church. Right, right. Oh yeah, and he split the oh, church. And, and took and a third of the people away, said yeah. starting his own church, yeah. and uh, and then just was viciously attacked me, and I'm like, you know, it's like that, that Psalm where it talks about, but we were friends. We used to go to the temple to my worship familiar together. friend. Yes, and the, we used to sing. We used to worship God together. And now you're the one that's, you know, what happened? What did I right. do? What did what? Ha- you know. And it was like nailing Jello to this day. I still don't know really fully why we met twice, and it just went round and round. I, I still didn't understand what the issue was. That's so I don't clear, to man. this day. Yeah. It was like nailing Jello to the wall. You yeah. know, that was that. But it hurt deeply, and uh, you know, they always hurt deeply. man. You know, it took I don't know. That, that I don't know that. At least some of the older yeah. folks who were just sweet to me, or some of them were like grandmothers to me, and they they left with them, and they didn't hate us, but they just went. Because he he was kind of a strong man figure, right, right, and and I
1: don't know that people really understand that when they leave our church, especially mm-hmm. against us, yeah, it hurts, yeah, uh, because usually the majority. Well, I know every time someone's left our church, um, it's not been anything I've done, yeah. I mean, I've legitimately went back and and processed this, and I'm like, just somehow, some way, Satan got in there and. Yeah.
2: And turned you're labeled to, with it anyway, even if you didn't do it, yeah, so
1: yeah, and it, and it hurts all the more. Um, I had a, a guy who was sending he was emailing porn to the men in the church. <laughs> I oh. thought I had everything happen, but yeah, <laughs> so far I haven't had that. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, so he's emailing porn to the men now, soft porn, it wasn't like hardcore, but it's what's it the was. difference, yeah, yeah, what's the difference, in the end, yeah. And so I find out about it, and I'm like, okay, this has got to stop. So I confront the guy, and mm-hmm. it starts an attack on me. Like, now he's attacking. He's calling other people, and yes. now it's an attack you know on like. me. Yeah. yeah. And and I've had this a couple of times where, where the men wanted to be in charge. They wanted to be the king. Mm-hmm. And so they'll start reaching out to other people, and they'll take them out to breakfast, or they'll take them out to dinner. And as a matter of fact, one guy was doing that, and and so I, I called him up, and I was like, hey, let's go out to breakfast. <laughs> I know what you're doing, right? So I'm going to do what you're doing to me. I'm going to do it to you. I called him. I took him out to breakfast and called him out. And the most amazing thing was he says, uh, man, what we have here is a – and I'm thinking, okay, he's got it but he said what we have here is um a, f- a failure to um there's no trust yeah they failed to, they failed to keep this to themselves confidentiality that's what he called it uh, we have a failure of confidentiality and i went are you g- like this is what you're getting yeah the failure of conf- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so at any rate they ended up leaving the church and then uh this other guy that was sending porn i i called him out i'm like as soon as i found out about it, like whoa dude we gotta have a meeting here. and the first thing he did was oh you're trying to build your own kingdom and you're trying i'm like no dude i'm trying to spare god's house of your sin mm, and wow. then and then he ends up yeah. leaving because I, I well because i told him i go you, if you come back to the church, you got to go before all the people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, if I leave, you know, I'm taking my money." I go, "You'd be stupid not to," <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And so then he leaves, and then spends th- these last ten years, eleven years, still talking everywhere he goes. He talks about how bad I am, and so one day, one day he he called me, and I was like. No, I called him. I'm like, I said, dude, oh,
2: I am back around. Yeah.
1: I am so glad to know that 10 years later, I'm still that close to your heart that you got to be talking about
2: me. <laughs> I'm still living, run free. God, in your head. Yeah. God, yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? God bless you. And it it's like, it's like people don't get it, man. And I don't get it sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like you were the one causing the problems. You're the one living in sin. And now you turn it around and try to destroy my ministry because. Deflect. Yeah, because I called you out. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And but here's what I do. I'm like, listen. When you, and I told people, when you're long gone, I'll still be plowing the rows, because mm. God called me to not look back. Yeah, yeah. Right. Luke nine sixty four. Mm-hmm. The one who looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. I'm just gonna keep plowing the rows, man. Because when you come and go, I've been called to stay. Yeah. I had uh,
0: one last. Kind of woe that God turned around to a blessing, sorrows to joy. We had a little bit of a, a church split. Uh, it's probably 20 some years in. I was transitioning our music to more of a praise and worship thing. And um, I, I, allowed, you heathen, yeah. <laughs> I allowed a set of. Uh, uh, electronic drums <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Let's leave him go. Right. And, uh, <laughs> had electronic drums in the church, and it, it was it was a little bit of a worship war going on, and. I had eased up the standard where I allowed women to wear slacks and teach classes, you know, Sunday school with the kids or on singing the choir. And mm-hmm. I was just, so anyway, wow. this one <laughs> What's lady, <he> thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, one lady, uh, we had a meeting and, uh, we had a, a staff person resign and it was, it was a hard time. So we read the letter of resignation and I, I had to lead and I did. And, uh, so I, the place was packed out on a Sunday night. Probably 500 people there, and and I we just laid the things on the table. And I said, some of you don't know, and about all of this. And anyway, I said if if you don't get enough information now, Wednesday night show up and we'll lay you know answer any ask any question, make any statement. So we had a prayer meeting. <laughs> Fifty people wouldn't even pray. They uh-huh. just got up and walked out. Never saw them. Well, they were they were done with our church. So Wednesday night we met, and this one lady stood up and she went for my juggler.
2: <laughs> oh wow!
0: And uh, I, I, I measured it on my watch—fifty-three minutes. She told me off, and I started to like to defend myself in my heart, and I just had to felt the sweet spirit of God say, "Just shut up, Duke. Just let her shoot all of her ammunition," and she did. And there were people at first like yeah, you, you let women wear pants. <laughs> you know, why wow, you have electronic drums in the church? So she was all done and I, I thanked her. I said, I took a lot of courage to do that. Thank you. And I said, I'm, I'm heartbroken. But I want to ask you this question. Is there anything doctrinal that yeah. <laughs> right. uh, from our articles of faith that I'm in violation of? Right. Well, no. I said, is there anything moral in reference to you know sexuality, <laughs> moral, anything at all like that? no is there anything uh, ethical in reference to expenditures of money or anything like that <laughs> no i said that thank you that's important to me right does anybody else have it, it but the people there were like at first like, like yeah but the holy spirit took her she just sh- shot yeah. herself She right. spent all of her ammunition yeah. in, in the, about a half hour in if i would have allowed it they just tarred and feathered her the just in my humility to just sit and take it right god fixed everything healed everything in the mm-hmm. church we had 50 people walk out and within six months we had 100 walk in
2: yeah and we were on a roll again i yeah. think it's
0: a purging
2: yeah and just for a second if i interrupt it, in fact within that first that when we had that split occurred like that with that um you know for a good three four or five months it was it was hard you know uh, to try to regrow out of that. But this will give you an idea of the time frame uh, around the time of the release of the Passion of the Christ. Um, and I was personally allowed, I was a police chaplain with the Hollywood Police Department, and they had allowed me to freely sell tickets in the department, a city-run, I mean, this is a city-large wow. city, department, and uh, let me do that. And we ended up filling up a theater room of 300 people with standing room only to watch it. And as a result of that and that really watered seeds that were already planted by some of our people with other people it within that sick by the end of that about first five four, five, six months after that period it was so painful um, we had a rush of baptisms of new people come in that came to the Lord new. the branch that bears right.
0: fruity purges that suck so can bring forth more, more fruit
2: right. exactly and so. healthier fruit. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. a huge. Oh, that, they were all precious people. That. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: sometimes it's way healthier. That's yeah. that's the huge point on that. Yeah, it breaks our hearts, and it should because we we do love people, but then God knows what He's doing. I, I'd rather the Lord remove ten people who are just upset, right. angry, and have a little smaller crowd with a sweeter spirit. But every time that's happened, and it's only been like three times ever mm-hmm. in forty-four years. The Lord blessed us. And I think the reason He blessed us is because our hearts were right. Right. We weren't out trying to manipulate people and control people. We were just trying to guide people and lead them. Yeah.
1: Well, I did. I, I did it perfectly, but we yeah. Uh, yeah. were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, did a, I did a thing that my, <laughs> my. So we were meeting in the school, mm-hmm. and it was a private school. They we were there two and a half years, and then they call us. They called me up on a Wednesday. They said, "Hey, we need you to meet with us." So I was like, "Okay." So I meet with them on Wednesday, and uh, right before service, and they said, "Sunday's your last Sunday here. We need to reach our community, and church is getting in the way of us reaching our community." Even though they'd been there 20 years or whatever, I was like, "Oh, okay, oh, yeah." And um, uh, so we were an offense to them and their in their community, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So they kick us out and we end up going into a little room. Now we were running like 95 at the time. We wow. get yeah, we get kicked out and so we can't find no space. Remember I told you there's hardly any buildings on this side of the river, right. for us as a church. Right. And and so we go into this little room that literally held 75 people. Mm. And I mean Seventy five people like you were on the plane on the plane. Yeah. 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 With one aisle to walk up. That was one person wide. It was such a fire hazard. I'm so glad that we're, (laughs) thank you, Jesus. Right. Cause we used to do some stupid things back in the day and people weren't tithing. They weren't giving, they weren't showing up. They weren't, they were complaining. They were, they were, you know, like, I mean, just, and and finally I, I went, Oh, right. And I got so frustrated, I stood up there and I said, listen, if you're not tithing, you're not giving, you're not growing in grace, you're not uh, uh, getting involved, you're not uh, trying to, you're not reading your Bible. Like you're, listen, you're not being the Christian God's called us to be. And you're not learning and growing. I'll tell you what, go home. Don't go to another church because they don't need you either. Just go home and stay there. <laughs> right because the truth is you're of no value <laughs> to the ministry uh the next sunday we had 32 people and well wow. yeah yeah so we went from 95 in 2 weeks to 32 and i called preacher and preacher told him what happened he goes Oh, you got it down to where you can handle it, huh? <laughs> like,
2: oh it's not the way I would put it, but. Right,
1: right. Yeah, but you're right. But the crazy thing was, within a few months, mm-hmm. we were back up to the 85, 95 people, got bigger space, more room, and God was just blessing, right? Mm. Now, did I do it right? Probably not. Okay, I didn't but the reality is the people weren't willing to invest in God's work and as a pastor if you have people that are not willing to invest in in God's work it gets very frustrating i mean very frustrating like you you know you and i were talking earlier and and well duke you you the three of us were talking at lunch you and i were talking at my house how oh, yeah. okay. how how people um oh they want to be a part of a ministry but they just want to jump in when they want to jump in, enjoy the little ride they're on, and then jump out. They don't want to help build it, create it, sustain it. Right. And it gets so frustrating when that happens. And that's what was happening then. People don't want to commit, but they're angry when there's nothing to commit to. Even though they're not going to commit to it. Mm-hmm. They just want it in place. Right. And, and as yeah. a pastor, you're going, I'm trying to grow people and grow the house of God. And you were just you're like the leech that just wants to take, take, take. And, and I couldn't do it no more. And so finally, that's why I was like, guys, if you, if you're not planning on being a part of this church to help it grow, mm-hmm. then go home, save the seat for somebody that actually wants to be here. Yeah. And you know, the truth is that was a hard pruning, but God honored that. And the majority of the people that left, never went back to, they never went to church anywhere. They just, they listened to me. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) They hadn't listened to you before, but they finally did. (laughs) Yeah, they weren't going to listen to me to grow in his grace, but they listened to me about staying home. Um, But but you know, the the frustration. All
2: the irony. (laughs) The
1: the frustration of ministry, and guys, listen, I mean, we love our people. Please don't misunderstand us, but we need you to be on board with us. Yeah, we'll take a bullet for our people, but we don't like the the knife in our back. <laughs> right? Yeah, I had one lady, The whole, she's like, Pastor, I got your back. I got your back. Come to find out, like two months later, I found out that she was running around making phone calls to get other ladies to leave the church. I lost three families because she had my back. Ouch. Right? And I'm going, okay. And all because, all because... They didn't like my security that we had set up at the church, which was, at the time, five police officers, cameras all around. We would lock every door but the main door so that people could, you know, that we could control it. Because there were shootings happening in the churches at that time. Remember all the shootings that were going on? Yeah. So, like, 90% of the church were like, Pastor, thank you for thinking of us. And then I had that, like, 1% that went, I don't like it. (laughs) No, you can summarize this um,
0: did Jesus have any uh, people that did him wrong it was like all the yeah, time yeah is that going to happen to us in ministry all the yeah. time but it's part of our calling yeah. we do it yeah. for we the, Lord. the territory yeah our reward yeah. is yeah. not Doesn't in this easier, life but, yeah right. our reward is waiting us yeah but I tell you what I'd rather I'd rather pastor and take what comes with it than than not to
1: be it at all yeah i i don't know that i can think of anything else that i'd want to do more than what i'm doing right now No, uh love love what i'm doing listen even though i got some headaches in it and long long hours and some heartaches um man the victories that god gives us i'll take all day long over it every time every time ditto Hey guys, listen, I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And understand, listen, we love our job. We love being a pastor. And we thought, hey, let's just share some of these things maybe to help other pastors understand they're not alone and that they can get victory through that. And maybe help the congregation understand that we feel pain, too, and that you uh, take ownership of the church. So, hey, if this has helped you, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, God bless. Hey, I told you. I thought
0: that would be a blessing to you, and I bet it was. So, so thankful for uh, friends in ministry all through the years, um, and would like you to share these things. I think it'd be encouragement to uh, your pastor to hear this—the uh, human side of what pastoring is all about. We always try to put forward a good face, and but a lot of times our hearts are broken. And uh, so today, you you gotta hear a little bit of that and uh, teach you a little bit about uh, praying for your pastor, love them through their human too. So, hey, thanks for uh, tuning me in again. Uh, thanks for being part of the audience and hope you'll hit like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Help me get the gospel to the ends of the earth. So, hey, thanks for being part of uh, my podcast family. Love you. Bye-bye for now.